Are you ready? Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. I am AP and I am joined again by my amazing producer, Bex Kobo. Ah, well, I'm not so amazing, but thank you, sir. How's it going, my man? Not too bad. How are you doing, AP? Not too bad at all. It is the most exciting time of the year. It is the CFL playoffs. But before I get into that, I want to send a big shout out to all the listeners. Truth be told, I hate the sound of my own voice, but curiosity got the better of me. And since I am a stats guy, I had to check and you guys are listening as far over as Quebec and as far down as California. So a big shout out to all of you. with the show. The Alouettes and Tiger Cats are preparing for battle at Percival Molson Memorial Stadium in Montreal in the early game, as well as the Lions hosting the Stampeders at BC Place in the afternoon. But before we get into the games, it's time to get into some news. Canada's most prestigious sporting event is returning to the West Coast. Today, the Canadian Football League announced that the 111th Grey Cup in November 2024 has been awarded to the BC Lions and the city of Vancouver and the province of British Columbia. This is going to be really exciting. Vancouver will play host to the Grey Cup for the 17th time, the second highest total behind only Toronto, while BC Play stages the grand football event for the 10th time since 2014. And in other news, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have fired offensive coordinator and former quarterback for a number of teams, Jason Moss. They have also decided not to renew the contracts of receiver coach Travis Moore, as well as offensive line coach and run game coordinator Steven Sorrells. But the club did announce that the head coach Craig Dickinson and general manager Jeremy O'Day will return in 2023. I get after losing 9 of the last 11 games and missing the postseason would call for a move to be made, but this seems more to me like a fall guy scenario. Fajardo's accuracy issues, in my opinion, didn't stem from any of them, and this ultimately saved Dickinson for one more season. In other news, the finalists for the 2022 CFL Awards have been announced, and there look to be some names missing from the list, as well as some major confusion when it came to the All-Star voting. So the most outstanding player nominees are Winnipeg's quarterback Zach Caleros and Montreal wide receiver Eugene Lewis. I thought that Calgary running back Kadeem Carey would have made this category after winning the league's rushing title. Caleros finished second in passing yards with 4,183 and first in touchdowns with 37 while leading the Bombers to a 15-3 record with a bye to the Western Final. Lewis had a strong year for the Owls with 1,303 receiving yards which ranked him third for receivers and tied for third as well in touchdowns with 10. My pick I think would easily go to Zach Caleros in this one. In the most outstanding defensive player category, it's Stampeders pass rusher Sean Lemon and Red Blacks defensive end Lorenzo Malden IV. Malden led the league in sacks with 17, while recording 43 tackles for Ottawa after coming over from Hamilton. Sean Lemon finished second in sacks with 14 and registered 29 tackles in his second season back with the red and white. 
Statistically, it would look like the award would go to Molden, but with Lemon also having five forced fumbles, it's going to be a very close decision, and I really don't know which way to lead on this one. Most outstanding Canadian nominees, I don't think, were much of a surprise, with BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke and Toronto Argonauts wideout Curly Gittins Jr. By now, everyone has heard and sung the praises of Rourke, and rightfully so. He finished 6th in passing with 3,349 yards, and 2nd in TDs with 25, and don't forget he missed 8 games. Curly Gittins Jr. pulled in 1,101 yards and 5 TDs en route to Eastern Division title and a first round bye with the Argos. I have a sneaking suspicion that this goes to Rourke. For the most outstanding lineman, it's between Bombers Stanley Bryant and Tiger Cat Brandon Riebenberg. I saw Derek Dennis being up for this award. Bone Crusher was having a great season before suffering a cracked fibula, especially since Calgary was the least sacked team in 2022. Winnipeg ranked second in pass protection, and that was a large part thanks to Bryant's play. Hamilton was fourth in allowed sacks with 36. This one, oh man, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Stanley Bryant. Most outstanding special teams player was definitely a weird one. It's between Saskatchewan Rough Riders return man Mario Alford and Montreal Alouettes returner Chandler Worthy. It's really odd considering at the beginning of this, both Worthy and Alford were nominated for the award while neither of them made the East and West All-Star teams. That we're going to get into in a few minutes. The BC Lions kicker Sean White had the best field goal percentage at 92.3 and went 48 for 49 on extra points. How was Sean White not nominated for this award? I don't know. Most outstanding rookie nominees are... Dun, 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 Winnipeg Blue Bomber receiver Dalton Schoen and Montreal Alouette star Tyson Philpot. Come on. Schoen finished first in receiving yards with 1,441 First in TDs with 16, which is incredible for a first-year player. On the other side, Montreal's Tyson Philpot had a really strong first year, with 39 receptions for 459 yards and two touchdowns. Philpot also was instrumental in the Owls' special teams' kickoff and punt return teams. As, a strong, as strong as Philpot's campaign was, and coming from a really awesome uh, program at the University of Calgary, I feel like this one is a no doubt going to Dalton Schoen. And finally, Coach of the Year. It's Winnipeg's Mike O'Shea and Toronto's Ryan Dinwiddie. The Argos finished with a strong 11-7 record, winning the East Division. Dinwiddie was also able to have his team bounce back after losing star running back Andrew Harris in Week 10. Mike O'Shea has not only led the Bombers to back-to-back Grey Cups, but also to a fantastic 15-3 record and a Western Division title. I would be surprised if O'Shea didn't take the award home. I mean, I would be shocked if he did not take it. And finally, the Canadian Football League's 2022 Division All-Star Team list was released incorrectly on Wednesday due to an error in the tabulation and the weighing of votes. The league sent out a statement citing the mistake was revealed via subsequent examination and quickly released an update list with the correct players. The CFL offers its sincere apologies to everyone involved, especially the players who were incorrectly announced as All-Stars or were incorrectly left off the list. 
We have also issued an apology to the Canadian Football League Players Association. The responsibility for this mistake rests solely with the CFL and not those who cast ballots or the CFLPA, read the league's official statement. So that is it for the news, and now it's time to get into the big matchups. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the East and West semis are coming up this Sunday. In the East, it's a rematch of last year's matchup between the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Montreal Alouettes. The Owls do have a slight advantage coming into the game after winning the season series between the clubs 2-1, but both ended up turning their respective seasons around. Remember, the Owls started the season 2-6, then benched their QB at the time, Vernon Adams Jr., who then got traded to BC, for Trevor Harris, and firing head coach Kahari Jones and defensive coordinator Baron Miles. From there, the Owls went 7-3 in the next 10 games and locked up home field for this game and their third consecutive home playoff game. But on Labor Day, a beat-up Tiger Cats took yet another big loss to the Argos and fell to a 3-9 record. This is the team that won the East two straight times previously. But when they finally got a healthy Dane Evans back, things started to slowly turn around, and after beating Winnipeg, which didn't happen very easily this year, they won five of the last six and were able to fend off the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the crossover. It's going to be a battle that will depend on which version of Trevor Harris and Dane Evans their respective teams get. The Ticats should feel confident in their rookie kicker, Seth Small, while Montreal has the very strong Eugene Lewis and Tyson Philpot for Trevor Harris to target. This is going to be a really solid morning game, and I think the edge is going to end up going to the Montreal Alouettes. In the West, it's an explosive battle between the host BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders. This will mark BC's first playoff appearance since 2016. In three matchups this year, the Lions ended up taking the season series 2-1. This is about as evenly matched as it can get, as both teams finished with an equal record of 12-6. It features the top two running backs in the league, Calgary's Kadeem Carey and BC's James Butler, and the top two defenses as well. Nathan Rourke, or Kid Canada as a lot of people have been calling him, has a huge task at hand. The Lions will be looking to the young star to look as he did prior to the injury. Accurate, mobile, and quick to get the ball out to his threats, Rhymes, Hatcher, and Whitehead. We know the talent that oozes from Kadeem Carey, but both Daedric Mills and Peyton Logan are also very dangerous in the backfield for the Stampeders. And the old saying goes, defense wins championships, right? Well, Rourke will need to watch out for both Sean Lemon and fellow Canadian, the linebacker Cameron Judge. And let's not forget about the fans. With the Dome Stadium in Vancouver, the fans will be electric and they're going to blow the roof off of that place. Alright, that is it for us this week with the preview of the East and West semifinals. We will be back again next week to review these two games and see how the East and West finals are panning out. Again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Around the CFL Podcast and drop us a line and let us know your predictions. And uh, you know what? Give us some scores as well. Let us know what you think for these upcoming games. Again, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you guys all next week.